So some of the thoughts that are going around in my mind is like, I can do this. I should be able to do this. This shouldn't be that big a deal. I've done it before. And so I use those thoughts to help push away the warning signs to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool as it is. Even as part of me is saying like, oh, hey, 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 this is not cool. Welcome to the 39th episode of the Leader Rising Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Paul Carvanis. We're here to answer the question, how do I get the most out of life? How do I do the things I want to do? How do I be the person I want to be? And how do I have the impact that I want to have? If that resonates with you, you're in the right place. So if I sound a little bit jacked up this morning, it's because I just had a freezing cold shower. Now, apparently... There is science behind this that talks about a whole bunch of reasons why it's good for you. I don't know if you can tell from the tone of my voice, but I don't really know any of it. I haven't paid attention to any of it. But what I have done is tried it uh, because I like to try things that are difficult for me. And getting into a freezing cold shower is not during the summer, apparently, but during the winter. My theory is that the water itself is actually colder from the pipes. But whatever it is, it's really effing difficult. And I've noticed it makes a bit of a difference. I get out of it feeling a little more energized. There's that Mark Twain quote. If it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. Basically, if you eat that frog, then the rest of the day is looking better from that point onward. And I feel a little bit like that about the cold showers. And I give this as an example of something that I can do to challenge myself, even as I'm scaling back on other things, because that's ultimately what this episode is about. This episode is about practicing what I preach. And so I've noticed a bit of a slow descent in my life. Now, this is not without, it's not without context. So I, you know, I'm very public on on my blog and in the podcast about having burnt out in 2019 pretty seriously. And there's some articles there. I was rereading one of them recently, uh, just admiring the craft of, of my writing. And if you can't tell, that's half joking. And one thing that I wrote about that burnout really stuck out to me, that it was a slow descent, that it wasn't one of those things that just, you know, I wake up one day and I'm like, oh, here I am. It's like that C.S. Lewis quote, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. And the road to burnout is like that too. You don't really realize you're going there. There's often nothing catching your attention. And then one day you look around and you're like, oh boy, this is a different place than when I started. And so I talk about how that was my experience the first time. And Interestingly enough, I have noticed myself on that same slope right now. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and then talk to you about what I'm going to be doing about it. It's really fascinating as someone who works in this space to see it happen to myself. Right? First of all, it gives me a lot more compassion and empathy and understanding when dealing with clients who are at the end of their own rope or who are on their own gentle slope to exhaustion, burnout, overwhelm, all of those things. And to be able to see the thoughts that go in my head that justify it, 
right? It, we're, we're on this path for a reason or for several reasons. It could be that in the moment, this the actions that keep us on this path give us short-term satisfaction, even if long-term it keeps us on the path. Or it could be identity resistance. We think of ourselves as someone who does the things that end up keeping ourselves on this path. Or we could be afraid. We could be afraid of what it looks like to change and do something different. And I've noticed a mixture of these things. For instance, I now view myself as a podcaster, as a blogger. And so to take a step back from the podcast and the blog is really difficult because what does that mean for my identity? And also look at the fear too, because if this is my identity, there's fear around changing one's identity and going to some new place. So some of the thoughts that are going around in my mind is like, I can do this. I should be able to do this. This shouldn't be that big a deal. I've done it before. And so I use those thoughts to help push away the warning signs to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool as it is. Even as part of me is saying like, oh, hey, 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 this is not cool. One thing that's coming up for me is uh, something that Maslow was talking about with this hierarchy of needs, which was, it's not like a video game where you beat one level, you move on to the next, you beat that level, you move on to the next. These needs, we all have all of these needs at all of the time. And so at some point, I built these habits pushing for the tip of that pyramid. I almost don't even want to say that now that I've learned about how he never actually intended the pyramid and it is leading to the wrong sort of impressions of the of the needs. So let's just say that I created behaviors to aim towards, say, purpose. And as my circumstances have changed, those behaviors have started to undermine some of what I'm doing. And so as I do those things which, which keep me chasing the purpose need, they are not allowing me to properly adapt to changing conditions and meeting some of my security needs. And this identity shift is hard. And one of my firm beliefs is that we are all so busy. We shove so much on our plate because of societal pressures, internal pressures that say that we need more or that we're not good enough as we are. And so for most of us, actually, the quickest way forward is to start saying no to things and cutting things off your plate. And so naturally, I look at my own life through that lens as well. And now I'm also think I'm actually sort of lucky that I've got some changing life conditions right now, which made it easier for me to take a step back and say like, oh yeah, you know, like we're about to have a second kid and we've pulled our first out of daycare for a little while as the numbers get worse in our city because we don't want to have COVID complications around the birth. So it means that, you know, some of what other people dealt with in the early stages of the pandemic, when you have a kid around underfoot and you're trying to do everything and you don't have support, sort of, I'm going through now, as well as a new baby coming. And I got to say, hey, it's pretty difficult. And so I can't handle everything on my plate. And honestly, nor do I want to, because I have other priorities in life. I'm not just about this one of my biggest priorities is family. And I have this amazing opportunity to spend extra time with my family. So this will be the end of season one of the podcast as I practice what I preach and take a break. 
to re-energize, spend time with my family, and come back raring to go. I anticipate season two will start mid to late February, but who knows? There may be a few extra episodes that jump in in between the seasons if if there's something that that I feel like I need to share. If you want to know about it, hop on the email list, leaderrising.com slash email. And I like to leave with a question. And so I'll go back to that C.S. Lewis quote, the soft road underfoot. It doesn't need to be to hell, but it's certainly to somewhere. We are all on a path. And so if you look ahead down your path, if the status quo weren't going to change, what path are you on? Who would you be? Who will you be? Until next time, until next season, dream big and live bigger. Peace.